Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Cover 2 Broncos. Just a couple dudes breaking down scheme, film, and the numbers. Now, your hosts, Joe Rowles and Jeff Essery. Welcome back to another episode of Cover 2 Broncos. I'm Jeff Essery. And I'm Joe Rowles. So, the first game of the season is only a few days away. So, it's probably time we look ahead to Broncos and Titans. And I thought it was a great idea to get a little insight into the enemy. So, I reached out to Trajan Watkins, who covers the Titans for Black Sports Online and Titans Brawl. Um, thanks for having coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Nah, thank you for getting, for getting me on, man. I appreciate it. So... I'm probably just going to go right into it. Uh, is Ryan Tannehill still going to be good this year? Uh, I know a lot, a lot of the analytics, well, the, the analytics people, basically football outsiders, pro football focus, um, a bunch of the other, like kind of like the, all the nerds kind of sprinkled around the internet. have basically all said, like, look at what Ryan Tannehill has done for his career. And he's probably going to crash back to earth this year. Do, what do you think? Uh, well, I've been on record saying that, the previous shortcomings in Ryan Tannehill's career can largely be attributed to the incompetence of Adam Gates. Joe knows that I am a huge, huge non-approver, or whatever word you want to say, of Adam Gates. Don't like him. There's Ryan Tannehill he's ruined, or almost ruined, and then there's Sam Darnold who he's concocting in his little recipe in order to, you know, destroy off his career. So 
Um, I'm I'm a big I'm, I think I'm a big believer in Ryan Tannehill now, especially in you know the scheme that he's in. He's not asked. Yeah. He's not asked to do a whole bunch. Um, I guess aside from the hand the ball to Derrick Henry, uh, 20, 25 times a game. Other than that, he just asked to sit back, run play action, and he's asked to go through some simple reads off play action and in the basis of the passing game. So it's he's not asked to do a lot here. He doesn't have to do a lot. And I think that's a real big, you know, indicator of what his potential success uh, he'll have in Tennessee this year and moving forward. So, what are the what's the outlook for the Titans this year? I mean, last year you guys made it deep into the playoffs, um, but you know, to Joe's point, there's there were some of those playoff games that you know, some people could potentially argue. Of course, you know, anything goes in a playoff game. You win, you win, right? But and some of those where it was like what, under 10, 10 pass attempts or something like that. Can you like, is that a re- replicable strategy? What's it, what's it look like for the Titans this year? Do they keep riding the hot hand of what they did in the playoffs or what have they done this off season maybe to, um, to tweak any of that? Going back to the whole playoff situation with the carry numbers for Derrick Henry, I think, the Titans just stuck with the whole approach of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. They just gave Derrick Henry the ball 25, 30 times a game, and he was ripping off big run after big run, 150, buck 60 every single game. It's carrying throughout the playoffs. I mean, if that's working, then just don't overcomplicate things and try to fix it. Um, moving forward to this year, I think it's going to be a lot different. Well, not a lot different, but I guess you could say different in terms of the carry numbers for Derrick Henry. Last year, he approached, I think it was a good, hmm, I can't remember the exact carry numbers. I think it was approaching around 300 carries last year and had a healthy amount of carries in the playoffs. I think those carry numbers are going to decrease, obviously. The Titans are really, you know, mindful of the whole stigma around running backs and the proven, uh, I guess you could say, decline of running backs when you give them too many carries and that uh, wear and tear and such with the position. So, they're going to decrease his carries, and they're going to rely a lot more on the passing game this year. They have a lot of weapons, uh, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, that slot guy, number three, and then they have John Smith, who's an emerging young tight end. They're going to merge on, They're going to rely on those uh, emerging young stars on that offense so they can take the pressure off Derrick Henry and so they can be a little bit less predictable on offense throughout the season. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm, I'm actually kind of nervous about is Adam Humphreys just because – he, I mean, he chose he chose the Titans over the Patriots last year, and he was hurt for a part of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that played part of the way that why they became so run heavy because he's he's kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Like he's not necessarily the biggest or the fastest, but he just he's there, and he kind of works as a security yeah. blanket. And I think if the, uh, Ryan Tannehill, I was actually looking at this uh, while he did have career years like across the board in most of his stats last year. One area where he was actually really consistent compared to like most of his career he he's very good under pressure but he's also quite good at finding uh open receivers within like the middle of the field like the 10 to 19 uh yard range and yeah he did really really well last year in part because of the play action and helping him to get those looks but it's not like he was a slouch at that even back when he was with Gase. and that's an area where i think humphreys can feast and so that is a concern for me against the broncos with humphreys is that with his injuries or with that little injury that he had, he missed, I think he missed around six plus weeks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was after the Chiefs game that he sustained that injury. He was out for around six plus weeks 
and finally made his return to the AFC Championship game. And you were right that that his skill set is you know um, needed. I, well, I wouldn't say needed, but I guess you could say it's a, an extremely good bonus to what the, uh, Arthur Smith wants that offense to be because. Like you said last year, when they missed Adam Humphreys, they were going around the, a lot of those two wide sets with uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and sometimes it was one wide receiver sets when they were running heavy. Uh, I guess you say with their formation. So Adam adding Humphreys, and also you know with Arthur Smith's plans to expand the offense uh, and not just wait, you know, or depend on the whole dominance of Derrick Henry. I think that's. I think it might be a a real big year. For Adam Humphreys, in terms of, uh, let's just say, um, I'm trying to think of a word, lost my train of thought for a second. Oh, you're um, good. I think it'll be, a real, I think it'll be a real big year for Adam Humphreys in terms of realistic production um, for the offense that he's in and for the amount of players that are around him in terms of skill set. So, what are you guys seeing from AJ Brown and Corey Davis? It seems like there's a lot of potential in those two guys is what have they looked like in camp. And um, I mean, I know cornerback is a spot that Denver has, there's a little bit of question mark on, on Denver side, although that's, that's looked um, better in camp so far as things are going on, but this will be a, a decent test. I think right out of the gate with two young guys like that, what have they looked like so far in camp? Um, The thing, I think AJ Brown has looked, his same usual self. Of course, he's had some competitive reps with the Titans secondary, which is which aren't amount or which aren't any sort of slouches themselves. But he's had some competitive reps with the with the Titans secondary in camp. But other than that, he's looked like his regular self. And the same with Corey Davis. He's had a couple, um, I guess you could say, nicks here and there. He didn't uh, start practicing with the team on time in camp because he was on pup. He was fighting. He said he was fighting through some uh, turf toe injury last year, but he had some surgery, and he should be good to go with that. But other than that, I think those guys have just been how they've usually been in camp. They've been competitive. They've ran, you know, what they needed to ran what they needed to run. They they just been their normal selves in camp. So uh, I I don't have any concerns for them moving forward into today's game or next Monday's game. Um, so and starting out with that, you know, Broncos secondary, which still has A.J. Bouye, who, of course, he didn't have, I, I guess you could say, um, banner years up there and uh, ban um, any banner last year's in Jacksonville, but I think he still provides some good man-to-man -man, uh, ability out there in that secondary. So I think it'll be a nice test for that Titans wide receiver core uh, starting out next Monday night. One one thing I'm really curious about, because with Corey Davis's health, one thing that I saw that the Titans seemed to like to do is they like to bring him in and actually use him as an additional run blocker. Uh, Denver did it last year with Rich Gangarello a little bit with Freddie Brown, where they bring him into like what's called a nasty split. Basically, he's lined up almost like he's a mm -hmm. tight end. Because what it does is mm -hmm. he's a better blocker than probably the cornerback across from him is as a run defender. So it creates an issue because it brings the mm -hmm. cornerback into the play where all of a sudden he has to actually factor against the run. And that created issues for a lot of teams that were playing against the Titans, especially in the playoffs. So I'm I'm really curious uh, mm -hmm. if he if he's not a hundred percent how much they try and do that this week because that is a question I have about Bryce Callahan as well. Um, I don't with the injury that he's facing now, which is a little bit of a hammy injury. I don't I don't really think it should be any some sort of you know concern in terms of whether he'll be able to 
do his job, like you say, in that specific block in the run game, which is really, really effective, by the way. Um, so I don't think it'll be too much of a concern. If it is, if it's, you know, if it's Henry's bottom, then of course, I don't think he'll be, you know, running out there uh, and doing all that. But I don't think it's too much, too much of a concern for his uh, role in terms of the run game. So. When you look across the um, the game Monday night and Denver's roster compared to the Titans roster, what are you looking at from a Titans perspective that are like kind of the matchups that are most advantageous to them? Um, I think when you look at the Titans wide receiver core, it's I guess you could say it's reasonable to think that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You can bet on that Titans wide receiver core winning a lot more matchups um, against that Broncos secondary than, you know, the Broncos secondary winning over those Titans wide receivers. Um, other than Bouye, the, you know, there's Bouye and then there's Callahan who – it's nice, and but he's still fighting some injuries. And then there's Justin Simmons over there, uh, Roman free safety. Um, I think the Titans wide receivers, not just wide receivers, there's Johnny Smith, like I said earlier, tight end. Um, I, I think the Titans passing game can have a nice day if they can stay on schedule in terms of uh, um, if they can stay on stay on schedule in terms of uh, success on the offensive side of the ball. So. I guess that's one matchup I can really pinpoint. And if there was another that I can – maybe that Titans pass rush against those Broncos tackles. Um, Garrett yeah. Bowles, and then there's the replacement yeah. for Jawan James, at right tackle. Um, Harold Landry, um, I don't know how Garrett Bowles handles speed. Uh, and not well. <laughs> no, I, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. Let's say I'm concerned. <laughs> um, I was—I don't know how Garibaldi handles speed and flexibility from pass rushers on the edge, but Harold Landry is going to line up. I think um, Harold Landry and Jadavion Clowney was just signed. I think they're going to f- go all over the place. I think Harold Landry is best suited for that um, pass rush role opposite the left tackle, so I think that's where he'll be lined up. And then there's Jadavion Clowney, who um, might not nece- might not necessarily just stay lined up on that edge rush position over that right tackle, he'll be moved everywhere. He might be moved inside. He might be moved in the linebacking corner because Mike Vrabel used him a lot when Jadeveon Clowney was still in Houston. So uh, I, I think that's one matchup that the Titans can be confident in if things, you know, go their way. Because there are times with, you know, that pass rush, and specifically Harold Landry, when his game can get a little bit stale at times and he gets a little bit shut down when he's going on his pass rush sets. And there's times when, 
he can get a little bit stuck up in the run game. So I, if, if, if things go well, I think that Titans pass rush can have a big day against uh, those Broncos offensive tackles. Yeah, that's one of the matchups so, that I'm looking at across the board really is Denver's entire offensive line versus this Titans front seven, particularly just Mike Vrabel and the coach that he is and the way that he moves things around um, and creates you know potential confusion and you add Clowney into the mix. You know, Denver's got a rookie center that they'll be starting at Lloyd Cushenberry. And then you've got Glasgow, who's new. He's a veteran, but he's new. Um, and then Dalton Reisner on the interior. So, I mean, a lot of those guys haven't played together. They haven't played together in real game reps yet. And so I'm looking really at a, the line across the board as kind of a um, see how they gel. And I think they'll be tested for sure against this Titans front. Uh, so one thing, one thing I'm really curious about is uh, Vic Beasley started camp on the NFI, and Jadavian Clowney signed really late. So, you, if Vic Beasley and Jadavian Clowney are both only uh, on like a pitch count of sorts, who who would you think is going to play the other part of that defensive end or slash edge role? Um, would it be Correa? Yeah, it would be Correa. He's fourth on the pecking order right about now. Okay. So, so it's not it's not like they're hurting for edge if if Clowney and and Beasley only play like sixty percent of the snaps. Um, and maybe I mean Correa is I mean Correa is the good you know back in rotational edge rusher, but out I guess there's doubt and concern over some of that depth behind Correa because I mentioned okay. David Roberson who. Came on last year and played some good snaps uh, from that Saints game on and into the playoffs. He sprained his knee last week in practice, and he hasn't practiced since, and he's still been rehabbing. And there's doubt on whether he'll be able to play next Monday night. So um, if Beasley and Clenny are some sort of pitch count, then there's going to be some sort of concern with death. But even then, I'm not really that concerned when it comes to Clowney, only because that he doesn't really need – any some sort of extreme ramp up in terms of learning the scheme. Like you said, he's been in uh, Mike Rabel's defense before, and he even said himself it didn't take long for him at all, or if at all, to, you know, get up to speed, you know, with the terminology and everything with Mike Rabel's scheme. So um, if there is a pitch count, then there will be concern because there's some sort of death. There's some concerns with death behind those three with Landry, Clowney, and uh, Beasley. But uh, if there's any, if there's no sort of pitch count, which I don't, I don't really expect any sort of pitch count for Clowney, um, but I think there might be one for Beasley since he's just getting ramped up. He's had an injury and he's still trying to get, you know, used to the defense. So um, I'm not really all that concerned about Clowney, but Beasley, I would have some sort of concern though. The two guys that I'm interested on the Titans roster, and we you know, we talk a lot of draft on this show as well. So two big draft picks that I was a, a huge fan of when they were both coming out is. Christian Fulton, I'm interested in how he's looked at camp. And then Jeffrey Simmons as well. So Simmons, you know, coming off that big injury was a big um, a big pick last year that I thought could turn into, you know, could potentially be a star if he's able to get healthy. What are those two guys looked like? Um, the thing is with Fulton is that I guess you could say he's had his some his fair share of, you know, adjustment. Um Fair share of adjustment, you know, as a rookie coming into the league with no OTAs, no rookie minicamp, none of that stuff. Um, I would imagine he's still getting up to speed. And even then, he hasn't been able to practice, you know, like everybody else. He 
missed, I guess, I believe it was around six straight practices that he missed uh, within the last two weeks or so. He missed around six straight practices. Okay. He just hadn't been able to practice. What'd you say? Oh, I just said, oh, dang. Like, I just, sorry. I, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. That's all. Yeah, that's a lot of practices. Man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he missed he missed a lot of practice time. Um, he recently got back into practice, and I don't really know how it's all going to shake out because I think before those injury, before that little injury, he was shaping up to be the starting nickel um, over Jonathan Joseph in that defense. But now I, I, I don't know how that whole nickel situation is going to shake out. Maybe they'll split some reps there. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not in Mike Frabel's mind, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, you can count on Fulton to get some decent playing time. Um, in that nickel role, and Jeffrey Simmons, I think. Now, I don't, I don't like to say, you know, this guy, this second, or maybe this young player is going to be all going to start, but I really think Jeffrey Simmons is going to be monster, a freaking monster. All it because is that when you watch, I was watching him on film a little bit a couple months ago when I was trying to work on something for Simmons, and there are some times where he was just lining up at three tech where he was mulling dudes and with a left knee that was probably nowhere above 70%. That knee didn't look healthy, didn't look extremely healthy at all, and he was still mulling dudes, you know, on the offensive line. And so when you combine that with, you know, his knee, how he's looking now, and his knee is at 100%, he's fully healthy, he, he has another year to learn in that defense – and he's getting more snaps. He's basically a full-time starter now. I think he's going to be a monster this year. Now, I don't know if we're going to be talking about him as one of the best, you know, interior defensive linemen in all of football. But I think he could jump into that conversation as, you know, maybe a top 10, top 9, top 8, top 7 interior defensive linemen in all of football. That's just how good he is. And he popped on his own free state when he was a monster. And you can – he was insane. I, I really think he's going to be a monster this year. So I, I'm, I'm actually kind of – I'm really intrigued to see how his development and how he'll do this year uh, because I have a lot of confidence in his ability, you know, to absolutely dominate offensive lines across the league. One, one thing that really worries me about the addition of Clowney in particular is how Vrabel's going to be able to play games with Clowney and uh, Simmons together. Uh, I went back when Clowney first signed, I went back and looked at some of his 2017 tape because mm -hmm. he was working under Vrabel. And one of the things Vrabel liked to do on passing downs is he would line uh, JJ Watt and uh, Clowney up next to each other with, oh, obviously with Clowney on the edge and Watt inside. And what he'd do is he'd, he'd have Watt stunt, like move outside to take on the pressure. And then Clowney would loop back in because Clowney's actually at his best rushing inside, which is kind of, it's kind of interesting because he's, he's a, he's a powerful rusher who wins with speed but not necessarily with bending um but he's so powerful and he has such mm -hmm. strong arms and he's just so quick off the snap that when they did that jj watt demands so much attention that Clowney would just end up catching a mismatch by kind of surprising the guard and simmons has the kind of power mm -hmm. that I, and i'm not saying that jeffrey simmons is gonna be jj watt this year but jeffrey simmons looked he definitely showed the flashes to be that kind of player that you line him up as like a three technique and have him like kind of move outside, take out the tackle. Clowney could cause some real havoc and some real problems for the Broncos if they try and use that. Because uh, again, Graham Glasgow is about as sturdy as it comes, I think. 
But Dalton Reisner definitely had some issues last year with guys like Zadarius Smith and Ed Oliver, both guys who are big, but also very, very athletic and very, very quick. So I'm barely, I'm really curious to see how Dalton Reisner holds up against that kind of rush because I think Garrett Bowles is going to have his hands full if they send Simmons at him. Yeah, and when you add in the fact that early on when Jeffrey Simmons made his debut in his rookie year, the Titans were mixing him up between three tech and they were lining him up in a little bit as a little bit as a five tech. Mm-hmm. But they scrapped their ideas. The season went on, you know, just because it wasn't all that effective. Mostly, I think mostly because of that knee. He didn't look all that explosive early on. But as the season went on, he got he looked a little more explosive. Um, so with that whole idea of, you know, using Simmons, you know, as, you know, a proponent for a looper like Jadavion Clowney, that is pretty dangerous when you think about it. Mm-hmm. That'll definitely be something to watch. And, you know, that's – um, flipping back to the offensive side, we haven't really even talked about the the biggest weapon that everybody will be talking about with the Titans, and that's Derrick Henry and that running game. What are the Titans looking to do? I know they run a lot of zone, um, and Henry really actually tore up a lot of people busting runs outside on the edge. It seemed like when you know we're watching him in the playoffs and stuff. What are the Titans looking to do in the running game? Um, as they, you know, kind of their run first approach as they head into this game against Denver. Um, I think that sort of idea would have to well would get its you know um, most definitive answer once the game starts because I remember seeing Greg Cosell earlier today was talking about how the Broncos and their specific plan to when they stifled Henry to one of the most unsuccessful rushing or one of his more, you know, unsuccessful rushing performances of the season last year, where they kept a lot of their safeties coming in and they were slanting their defenders inside mm-hmm. to sort of collapse that uh, run pocket for Derrick Henry and the rest of that Titans offense. I think what you'll see starting out is that if the Broncos want to come out and try to use that same approach as they did last year, I think we'll see a lot of play action, and I think we'll resort to where what the Titans did um, during the Mike Malarkey days, where they were keeping, I guess you could say, six, seven in virtually, you know, almost every snap because that running game was so dominant, and they would just abuse teams off of play action because the route runners they had on that team were just so effective and running those, you know, not overly complicated routes, but routes that have enough deception to where they can open up a lot of holes up in that secondary, you know, in that coverage. So I think we'll see a lot of play action starting out um, because Arthur Smith wants to, you know, take as much pressure off Derrick Henry, you know, as he can so you can open up that running game um, as the game goes on. So I I think we'll see a lot of play action to start out early on, um, you know, just to keep that pressure off Derrick Henry and to open up that run game later on and for that passing game to get, you know, more of a rhythm early on, which they struggled with last year as well. So One one thing I'm actually really concerned about is uh, how the Broncos are going to defend play action, especially now that they don't have Todd Davis. Um, just because Josie Jewell, when last I really studied him, he really had some issues with that because – he doesn't really have the extra athleticism to be any sort of late. So what a lot of times, like with Davis, one of the things that Davis was doing that was helping to make up for that was the fact that he reads so quickly, but it's like, if you don't read that quickly, you end up either being late or you're going too fast. And all of a sudden when you're caught in like that kind of subterfuge or that kind of deception, 
you don't have the kind of athletic tools to kind of recover and get back into the spot. And that is one of the reasons why Tannehill is so good at hitting that 10 to 19 area, because if they suck the mm-hmm. linebackers up and suck the second level up, all of a sudden it's just green grass until the third level. Tannehill was just so aggressive last year, especially starting out. He was just extremely aggressive throwing into those tight throwing spaces that Marcus Mariota hesitated to do so um, when he was starting. And I think that made a big change in that offense as a whole as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, you know, when you pair the running game, Derrick Henry, along with Tannehill able to execute what they you know, were wanting him to do, it was really more of a – it was a great marriage of the two. And, and like you mentioned earlier, Trey John fits well into that scheme. And so um, I do think, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's one of the things that I think Denver is going to have the disadvantage really against most of the teams that they play is – they're coming out with a new offense and less practice time and all of that. And um, it seemed like the Titans, you know, they're returning their quarterback, they're returning their running back, a lot of their offensive line um, and their receivers. And so it, there's not a ton of turnover from an offensive perspective. So they could potentially pick up right where they left off from the playoffs. Whereas Denver's kind of learning a whole new offense. So we'll see how it shakes out from that perspective. Um, Want to make sure that, we're respectful of your time. We really appreciate you coming on and giving us insight. And we're excited about football coming back and can't wait for the game. Before we let you go, um, want to get your thoughts on how the final score ends up. Give us your prediction. Who wins, who loses on Monday night against the um, Broncos and Titans? And what's the final score going to be? See. When I when I come up with predictions, um, I, I guess it's pretty simple in nature. But with the Broncos playing at home in the early weeks of the season, I've, I've seen that streak so many times about their absolutely oh, yeah. insane oh, yeah. record within the first two weeks of the season, and how that uh, that mountain air could really get to teams when they're not you know fully it's, used to playing. It's real, man. It's season. real. Really, that's, that's I've, I've been hearing about it. I was like, is it really all that crazy? So, um, that mount that mount there, it's 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 a challenge for teams coming in. Um, as for a prediction, I think the Titans will win, but I think it will be a really really close game. Um, right down to the final snap, I think the Titans will win by a final score of somewhere around maybe let's say 23-20, something like that. Um. But I think this game is more of a toss-up than, you know, you might expect simply because the Titans, there's a lot of variables surrounding that team. And if a couple of those variables go their way, I think they can, the result of the game can tip in um, the way of either team. I think um, we'd agree with you. It's going to be a close game. And really, since we haven't seen any preseason, nobody really knows what each team has and so the lack of film and all of that it'll be kind of it'll be interesting to see what happens so um expecting a great game and appreciate you coming on we're obviously going to be rooting for the broncos and wish for them to win but um hope everybody stays healthy and there's a great game all the way around and really appreciate you jumping on yes sir i appreciate you for having me on man go broncos